Welcome to a little by little homeschool podcast where I am probably going to get myself back into some hot water again. Maybe that's the theme of this week. (laughs) If you didn't listen to the previous episode, I feel like maybe I got myself in hot water, but you know what? I don't mind being there. I don't mind saying the things that others maybe are afraid to say or are wondering or that you need to hear. So now it's okay. We need to have these conversations. And today is another conversation that we need to have and talk about. Even if we see it differently, I think it's really good to hear from the other side and to know their perspective and to know the reasons, because sometimes that is what will kind of maybe bring us around the other side, or we might start to notice things like, oh, okay, I am starting to notice what they said, and maybe I should look more into this. And I just think we need to have a fully informed decision uh, choice here. We need to have all the information. So today we are going to tackle the topic of should homeschoolers take money from the government? Are you ready? Mm, Grab that load of laundry that you need to fold and let's do this, friend. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. I know that it is super tempting to accept help when it comes to homeschool, whether that is financial help or any other help, but is that really what you want? So today, I mean, this can go for a lot of different things. Today, we're going to dive specifically into the financial aspect. Not necessarily there are other maybe free resources or people who want to come alongside you or people who want to help teach your kids. And is it really what you want? So think about that when it comes to other scenarios. But today we're going to talk specifically about money and money when it comes from the government. This isn't your grandma who's saying, I love that you're homeschooling. I'd like to give you this $50. Go and take a field trip with them or go buy something that you normally wouldn't buy for their homeschool because I want to encourage you in that. This is not money from grandma. This is money from the government. And we really need to think very, very carefully about it. When I first started homeschooling 13 years ago, my introduction to the homeschooling world was going to a convention while my two oldest were still in school. And then I found a babysitter for my youngest. And I was taught 13 years ago, a couple of very specific ways and approaches and the mindset when it comes to my relationship as a homeschooler with the government and the government, when it comes to following your state regulations whittles down to your school district. So in that way, I mean, it still is, it's a government school. Okay. Right. We know that. So it still is the government. It's just different people and they might not necessarily see themselves as a government employees, as opposed to say like the IRS, they see themselves as government employees or somebody who works at your state capital. They see themselves as a state employee, but maybe not necessarily 
at your school district. They're like, well, I work for such and such a school district, but everything that they do or that they don't do is guided by regulations that is created and adjusted or taken away as per the government. So I was taught all those years ago, and I share more about these details in Clarify Your Homeschool to help those moms walk through what is the approach and how do we do what we need to do without having to do too much, but also keeping ourselves off of the radar. And it has served us very well. I have graduated my two oldest and they have received all of the paperwork, all of, you know, basically what I was looking for, for the completion for their high school years so that then they can move on. And I have no doubt that the same will happen when it comes to my youngest as well. And I'm going to draw off of that which I have learned 13 years ago and that I have continued to grow in and become very staunch in my way that I take care of what I need to when it comes to the homeschool regulations. And again, that is very readily available for the moms and clarify your homeschool. So, but I'm going to draw off of that for today's episode as we are talking about when it comes to money. So I basically am just going to kind of do a little bit of a brain dump because I don't really see this as something that's like a progression. There's just a lot of nuances. There's just a lot of like little rabbit trails that can be taken. So let's just have it at it here. Okay. Are you ready, friend? <laughs> when it comes to the federal government, if they offer you money, to homeschool your child. Now, again, this is my opinion, purely my opinion, but I hope that you will hear me out. I would give them a big fat nope. No, thank you. Nope. Do not want any part of that. To be honest, I firmly am in the camp of we don't need a department of education. Can we just put that out there? It has its tentacles in way too many things and I don't see how it is in line with our constitution and why it needs to be there besides control. Okay. So when it comes to the federal government and they say, here, we'd like to give you money. We'd like to give you $10,000, you know, to homeschool your kid just this one year. Oh my goodness. My kids would be like, that would be amazing. I don't even know what I would do with that much money. So, I mean, I'm just making up a hypothetical, whether it's $10,000, $1,000, $100, I don't care. I don't want any money from the federal government. So then what you think like, oh, well, what about the state government? Because our schools are state schools. Yes, money trickles down from the federal government. If the state doesn't do what the Department of Education says that they want to do. And we saw this a couple of years ago when it came to the masks. I don't know of any schools that are public schools that did not fall into line because you know what was tied and do you know what is tied to that compliance? Money. If you don't comply, if the state schools don't comply, they don't get the federal money. Did you know that? (laughs) So we can sometimes think, well, maybe it's different when it comes to the state because yes, whatever power is not given to the federal government is automatically at the state level, it's state power, but still it's the government. It's a lot of bureaucracy. It's a lot of people who don't have your best interests in mind as a collective. You may meet some really great people who work in, and maybe you work, <laughs> please no offense if you or your spouse or anybody works for the state or federal government, it's not anything on you. And it doesn't mean that any individual person doesn't care about you and your children and your family. This is coming at it from a whole. 
if the state or your school district comes in and says, we'd like to give you some money for your homeschool. No, thank you is going to be my automatic reply. And hopefully by the end of this episode, you can see why. And maybe just maybe it'll be your reply as well. But again, we are all individual people. We get to make our own decisions when it comes to this. And I'm just going to be presenting this side of the argument. We know as a whole that the government mismanages money all the time. I worked for a little while, like in college, it was for the state. I mean, technically I worked at a state park. There was a campground and, you know, all the things. And I had been warned by people very close to me that it's not going to operate and run and things aren't going to be like how I was brought up to work and to manage money in that type of way. And so it was, I had a little bit of a warning, but it was still, you know, like, wow, okay. But we know as an overall, the government mismanages money all the time. So oftentimes when we can say, well, they're, if, if they keep that thousand dollars, they're not going to use it very well. If they give that thousand dollars to me as a homeschooler, I'm going to use that really well. Cause you'll say, okay, I, I can manage that money well. And I, can almost promise probably that you can manage well. You're here at this point, you're homeschooling and you're managing money and finances and possibly single income. And so you say, well, I, I manage it better than they would. So maybe I might as well take it. I'm going to encourage you to not. <laughs> when the government gives you money, you might think, oh, they're just giving me my money back, but that's not the case. What they are doing is they are actually giving you their money. When it comes to taxes, which mm, this is not the podcast at overall for that. I'm sure there's some great podcasts out there that have to do with taxes and that I would probably agree with. But when it, this is the system we're in right now. So we have to, what are we going to do? How are we going to relate? How are we going to respond to this system that we live in right now? When you pay your taxes, because you're like, well, I pay school taxes. I pay X amount of thousands of dollars every single year for school taxes. They're just giving me some of my money back. They are not doing that. You are giving them your money. That then becomes their money. That is the government's money. Then the government gives you their money. They're not giving you back your money. So that needs to be very, very clear. And when the government provides you with money, there are always strings attached. If not now, then later, then eventually. And so I could very easily say, if the government said, the state government said, we'd like to give you some money, I could very, very easily say, well, sure. Okay, I'll take it for my kiddo's last couple years of his high school time and we could be done. Now, I know that there could be some strings attached, but I could say, I could selfishly say, I don't care what happens to homeschooling later on, but that would be a lie. I actually really, really care about what happens homeschooling in the future because I am praying and I'm very hopeful that my children will then homeschool their children. Thus, my grandchildren would be homeschooled. And it doesn't even matter that it's family. Like, I want you to be able to continue homeschooling. I want you to be able to do it for the long term. I want this to be something that sticks around, that no matter what else is going on, you have the right and the freedom to homeschool your children. We already have homeschool regulations, and that could be a topic for another episode as to <laughs> some thoughts and feelings on those. But today is just specifically about money. And there is always 
strings attached when it comes to money. If not now, it will happen eventually. It is like that story about the camel and the tent. Do you have you heard this one where it's a cold night and the and the camel says it's you know to the to his master, "Oh, it's it's cold out here. Would you mind if I just put my nose in a little bit?" And the guy's like, "Sure. Okay. What's no big deal?" Do you mind if I just put my head in a little bit? Do you mind if I just put my shoulders in? Before you know it, the entire camel is inside the tent and the guy is kicked out. He doesn't have any more room in there. That's what happens. When we take a little bit of money, it gives a little bit of an in. Where, you know, give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And we have seen that. And if you have not seen that, just take a look back over the past couple of years at least. So I know that it can be really tempting When you are offered money, especially when you are homeschooling on a budget, we have homeschooled all of our years of homeschooling on a single income. Yes, I've had some stints and I've done some things and I run this podcast, but for the most part, there has been just single income. And even when it comes to our homeschool, no matter what I'm doing over here with little by little homeschool, completely the budget for our homeschool comes from my husband's job and There were some very, very, very lean years. So I know that it is completely possible to educate your children at home without any of the government's money. Because remember, they're not giving you back your money. They took it, then they put it into a big pot, mixed it all up, and then they're saying, oh, here, would you like some of what we have? And I'm, I know that's, that was hard for me to hear (laughs) and to realize um, when I came across that information. Now, there is an option in some states for you to receive some type of money or assistance when it comes to purchasing certain types of curriculum. Typically, it has to be secular curriculum, not any type of Christian curriculum, and they have to approve it. You might have somebody who has oversight, and you have to provide them with information, maybe receipts, and there's there's a process for it. And some people see this as the same. Some people see this as different and to be honest, I, if it was me, so this is not knocking anybody. If it was me, I would say, no, thank you. Because I want to do what I want to do. And I don't want to have to get approval from anyone. Now you can be like, well, hello, Lee, you have state regulations. I do. But like I mentioned, I have a way of going through that and doing that where I don't have much oversight and I don't have anybody hanging over me and I don't have to necessarily answer to anybody. I don't see that how I meet my regulations is me answering to anybody. And I don't need anybody's approval how I'm going to homeschool my children. So for me personally, I would say, no, thank you. But that isn't the case for everybody. And so I feel like this is a little bit of a gray area when it comes to it. Now there's the other side as well of what about tax deductions when it comes to what we have spent on homeschool. Now, if you've never done any of your own taxes or talk to anybody who's worked in the school system and for, I guess, for other jobs too, you can deduct supplies that you purchase on your own. So when it comes to tax deductions for homeschoolers, it's like, well, can I get some tax deductions? And I believe there are some states that allow you to do that. The federal government does not allow you to do that, but some states may allow you to do that. And some people push for that to be something that is a possibility for homeschoolers. And that, again, is up to you as well. So when you own, for example, you own your own business 
and you have a lot of tax deductions like, well, I have to buy this. I have to, I have to do this membership. I need these different website things. And so those are all tax deductions. And there is the option, I believe in some states where you can do a tax deduction. So that's not necessarily the government giving you money. It is just making it that you aren't taxed on certain money. And some people are completely okay with that, actually want that. That really helps them out financially. And others are like, I don't want any of that. I don't want them to know anything about me homeschooling my kids. And so they opt not to participate in any type of tax deduction. Now, where does that leave us when it comes to money and the government and homeschooling? I am going to quote Heidi St. John, and I don't know if she came up with this or borrowed it from somebody else, but Heidi St. John says, with shekels comes shackles. So shekels is a type of money that dates back to biblical times. So with shekels, we could say with money comes shackles, which is a form of imprisonment. We can then translate that to accepting money from the government eventually is going to start to tie our hands, start to bind us, and we don't quite know where it's going to go. But if history shows us, again, the government isn't one single person. I feel like sometimes it is this big, massive beast that continues to move forward. And, you know, it's it's sometimes hard to stop the rolling of it. But when we look at history, it's there's a pattern. There really is definitely a pattern. And like I said, I want homeschooling to be something that future generations can do for a very, very, very long time. And it would be ignorant of us to think that we automatically get this right and this freedom because there are some countries that are, it is illegal to homeschool your children. And it used to be in the United States up until the 90s. The the 90s was the last state to finally adopt some homeschool regulations. And so it hasn't necessarily been legal in all the states for really that very long Now, your kids might say the 90s was a really long time ago, but I'm going with it wasn't that long ago, okay? It makes me feel a little better. But just know that, yeah, like she says, like Heidi St. John says, with shekels comes shackles. And if it's not now, it will be eventually. And I feel like it would be selfish in some ways to accept money without looking further down the road and looking at how we can help homeschoolers in future generations Because if we look back and we look at just here in the United States, those homeschooling families that pushed for the right, I mean, we shouldn't be able to educate our own children. We should have the right to determine how the course of our children's day is. But there was homeschoolers that were at the forefront of that. And I am so thankful we get to reap that blessing. So when you are making this decision, I just want you to consider the big picture of it. And if you are unsure how to homeschool, or how to even do so maybe on a budget, maybe you really are on a budget, you're not quite sure how that's possible to do it definitely is possible. And if your budget allows it for you to join clarify your homeschool, or maybe you're just starting off and you're like, I don't even know how to start and the budget isn't necessarily a big concern. But this is all new to you thinking, wait a minute, why wouldn't I just accept free money from the government and I've just kind of blown your mind. I'd love to see you also over at Clarify Your Homeschool where we can set up your homeschool. And I can tell you right now, it is definitely possible to educate your children without the government. And I can promise and assure you that your children will turn out absolutely fine. 
maybe even a little bit better without the government's hand in it. And on that note, I am going to sign off here from this week. And I feel like I'm like, oh, shots fired this week from these two episodes. But I actually don't mind stirring the pot a little bit. And I hope that I gave you a little bit to think about. And I'll see you back here again on Monday morning. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.